Blog Talk Radio. Everybody get up.
ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday night, and if it's Thursday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, it means it is time for Off the Chain. I am your host, Yvonne Mason, and I have to tell you, that song makes me want to dance every time I listen to it. It's called Blurred Lines, and our lives are kind of like blurred lines when you think about it. And we'll get into that in a little later. But I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because, ladies and gentlemen, our days just get better and better here on this show. And like I tell you every night, and I know y'all get sick of it, but I don't care. This is your show. You're the listener, you the the guest. And because of it being your show, as we are now in our second year, this is the month of our second year, we're exploding all over the place. In 200 countries, over 200,000 listeners, we're on iTunes and YouTube and FM.com and TuneIn Radio, Reverb Nation, Podcast.com, Podcast Garden, uh, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher. Where else are we? Some Our Heart Radio, which took me a year and a half to get us on. We're on Our Heart Radio. On, on two podcasts, Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason and here on Off the Chain. So it is because of all of y'all that, that this show is just, it's off the chain. What more can I say? And I want to thank Australia because Australia, you guys rock. Y'all absolutely are the best. They are our biggest listening base just on the show here. They beat out the good old USA. They are 92% of the listening base, and I am so grateful. And, and the reason that I, that I know that this show works is because author Diane Moat, who's been on this show, before she came on this show, I am running her ads, been running her ads for several months now, and she, a month or so ago, she put up on her Facebook page that her books had gone number one in Australia. And I firmly, firmly believe the reason they went number one in Australia is because this show and her ads. She writes a Sam Holden series, and the first in the series is called Dog Gone. The second in the series is Dog Fight, and it goes like this. Wherever a helpless animal whimpers in the dark and wherever the system fails to protect an animal, she'll be there, and she isn't giving up anytime soon. Well, you've been warned. When Sam Holden receives a tip about a brutal dog fighting ring, she embarks on one of her most dangerous acts of vigilantism yet. The monster, known as the puppeteer, circles Sam's world while she unknowingly circles his. And while they chase each other, will Sam put those she loves most in harm's way in order to break up the ring? With time running out and animals in need, the dangerous life Sam's created begins to eclipse any other life she could ever lead. That is on Amazon Kindle, Diane Moat, Dog Gone, and Dog Fight. And like I said, it was because of this show she went number one in Australia. Now, another author that I've had on this show, Jay Traveler Pelton, she's absolutely amazing. She has a trilogy called the Oberlin Trilogy, and the first in the trilogy is The Infant Conspiracy. And it goes kind of like this. In 2018, the Oberlins are a shadow family, and the parents... Noel and Violet, along with their children, are very close-knit. You see, they all work in the family farm. The children are supposed to take over the farm after the brothers return from their hitch with Uncle Sam so the parents can retire. But as with all things life, things go south really fast when a savage virus is turned loose on an unsuspecting public. 
Join the Oberlins as they set out to make the world once again a safer place. That is The Infant Conspiracy, book one of the Oberlin Trilogy by J. Traveler Pelton. A third gentleman who I've had on this show, who is also an author, John Isaac Jones, he has a book only available on Kindle. It's a book of short stories called Alabama Stories. The beauty of this fun, entertaining read is John wrote this book under the vision of a 12-year-old boy. And the things that he encounters in these short stories will just tickle you to death. And I've been in the area of Alabama that he writes about. I used to go over there frequently, and it is really rural South Alabama. I mean, it some places still don't have running water. So check his book out, John Isaac Jones, Alabama Stories, available on Kindle. Now, I know all of y'all are saying, Yvonne, 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 how do we get on the show? There's two ways. You can come on as a guest, whether you are an artist, an author, a politician, passion, cause, you just want to talk. Send me an email on offthechainradio at yahoo.com. I'll tell you how to get on the show. Now, if you want to run an ad on the show, which I will run for 30 days, and no matter how many shows I have in that month, the shows usually run from Wednesday night to Saturday night. And what happens is y'all know that my husband is very ill, and if if for some reason I have to reschedule a show, the ad will follow the show, so you're not going to lose anything. But it's only $10 for 30 days. That's all. I'm not going to get rich on this because I don't want to. I want to help you all succeed. So if you want to run an ad for a song, a cause, a political ad, a um, a book, let me know. We can do it in MP3 format or I can read it just like I read the, read the See, I Can't Talk Tonight. So also contact me on offthechainradio at yahoo.com and I will run your ad. Now, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand-new guest tonight. She's never been on the show before. Got a little note, says, I'm biting my fingernails, trying not to freak out, and I'm going, you don't have to worry about it. It's just me and you and 200,000 other listeners. It's not a problem. It's just us having a conversation. But she is an amazing woman who has overcome adversity, who has had to overcome a lot. And I'm trying to talk her into being her again. Her name is author T.A. Mormon, and you will understand in a minute when when I say I'm trying to talk her into being her again because she says when you become a mom, you begin to put yourself last and your combat boots begin to collect dust. That gave me a clue right there. I told her, I said, my children would say, wear the boots, Mom. Going to your child's PTA meetings in full gothic, especially industrial regala, is pretty much frowned upon. By who? What are they going to do? Arrest you? I think not. Especially by your own children, and of course the teens would die of a heart attack, not if they're educated. The thing is, hold on just a minute, my computer decided to have a brain fart, but one should not have to completely stop being themselves. Uniqueness is greatness. So all of that darkness she puts into words in her book and designs in her jewelry sold on in her gothic mom's dark charm shops, and they are gorgeous. She's a mother of five beautiful children, but far more than just that, T.A. Mormon is an artist, a violinist, a seamstress, a crafter, a writer, a blogger, a reviewer, a dark confidant, and a darkly dangerous, spiritually protective friend, and currently broke. So go buy something. Not now, ladies and gentlemen, because you don't know where to go. So wait till after the show. 
because you're going to miss it all. T.A., welcome to the show. I am so glad you're spending an hour with me. Thank you. Now, let's talk about Miss T.A. Oh, ladies and before we talk about T.A., well, I'll tell you the other news later. Just hang, hang on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. How in the world did you get here? As a child, did you want to be gothic? Did you want to write dark gothic? Did you want to dress gothic? Or were you, in the words of the screaming public, quote-unquote, a normal personality? I've never been normal. <laughs> no, that just never happened for me. Um, I grew up watching well, Dark Shadows and everything else. I watched Dark Shadows. I love that movie. I love that yeah. series. It was absolutely yeah. so well written and so well acted. It was. It was. Well, you know what? You know what my my mantra is. What is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly. So what is what if you saw the way I dressed and I've always dressed and I've always acted differently than others and like I told you before the show my children are used to it because I taught my children to be unique but then their <laughs> yardstick was okay with it Well mine are still mine were okay with it even when they were because see they have a an uncle who is mentally challenged so right. if if we accept him for where he is in life then we have to accept each other for our quirks and personalities. So they right, grew right. up understanding being different. <laughs> right. <laughs> my, my family so I, I, is <laughs> I, I think it's time for T.A. to let the goth come back out in spades. Right. <laughs> so it's when... my family... So so when did you decide to go to come out as goth? To me that is the most beautiful personality out there. I I used to wait on a lot of teenagers in the college town I worked at that, that were gothic and they were gorgeous. Yeah, I just always been that way. You know, I would take the, the sharpie markers, hammer nails black with those. I was <laughs> growing up I wanted to be a vampire, so you know. <laughs> You're a woman after my own heart. You're an absolute woman <laughs> after my own heart. Because, I mean, I read Bram Stoker's Dracula. Right, right. And for me, it was uh, not only Bram Stoker, you know, I, um, Christopher Pike. I loved him. Uh, I remember me, I don't know how many times I read that. He's like, uh, he doesn't even move right now. But he does vampire stories, ghost stories, things like that. I'll have to look well, him remember up. Remember me, I think I read an elementary. Yeah, you do. He's great. <laughs> I, I'll have to look the boy up. All right, well, let me ask mm-hmm. you this. When when you decided to let your true personality come out, did it shock a lot of people? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do what? It did. It, it didn't. No. Then, then I think you should go back to it because with what you write, and ladies and gentlemen, wait till we get there. We're not. We ain't even. Oh, just wait. Just you wait, Henry Higgins. So, did you dress gothic in school? 
In school, yes and no. You know, I had to get my mom approved for me to wear and everything, so I still had combat boots and everything, but it wasn't always black. But, <laughs> you know, I was pretty much like a tomboy in school, too. There's nothing wrong with that. I've been a tomboy all my oh, life. I told the I oh guest I had on last night, we were talking about being a tomboy. I said, yeah, my mama used to dress me up in frills and lace, and I'd go sit in a mud puddle. I can't I hate it. <laughs> 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 I come back in the house, lace everywhere, stockings got my body, <laughs> holding me sled. <laughs> oh, my word. See? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We can't help who we are. We just are who right. we are. Right. <laughs> so when did you decide to start writing? You know, I, I always remember right now when I film instead of talking. So um, my first book that I finished, I was pretty much I lost my job and everything. So I had time to actually finish something. But I always been jotting stuff down. I was wish it I a saved all of it now. <laughs> true, very true. What did you feel like that if you didn't write, you would go mad? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said I've always been writing my feelings down. You know, I can't not write something. I understand that. I, right. I, I totally get it because there are days that if if I don't write, I, I go. If I don't write, somebody's going to get hurt. I'm going to put right. a hole in my, because the voices won't shut up that are in my head. Right. You know, it's like even if I don't write anything proper, I've got to write something down. <laughs> right. Even if it's wrong, i got to write it down. Right. Now, you wrote a, you wrote a piece that um, I found very interesting, and I, I want to bring it up before I forget about it because there is, I don't know if you've been following this this cocky gate madness with this author. Oh, God. Yeah, her. horrible. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the thing is, you wrote, you wrote, I read a piece you wrote where someone stole one of your reviews and put it up as, now, to me, that that is the lowest of love. Number one, did she read the book? Number two, if she didn't read the no. book, how does she know that she would have written the same review? And number three, oh. is she so... If she's so dumb that she can't read a book and write her own review, she has no business breathing the same air. Let me tell you, it's a whole thing with that. I used to, um, when I started reviewing, I wasn't reviewing for myself. I was reviewing for a different site. And things were going on with them, and I couldn't really keep up. I had just lost some gun and everything. And when I told her I couldn't really review right now for them, Instead of leaving up the reviews that I wrote under my name, all the reviews I wrote, she took me the switch that took me off of the site and reverted everything to like as if she wrote them. That is so wrong, T A, on so many levels. Yeah. Number one, yeah. it it cheapens the website, and number right. two, it it describes her character to a T, and that is she has no character. Right, right. I was hurt. I was hurt beyond words with that because I did a lot for that site, not getting paid or anything, just helping out, like which I do too much of. <laughs> but to do that, that hurt. It really hurt. 
did you learn a lesson from that? I did, but I'm still the one that still help people out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're that kind of person. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I no matter how many times I get screwed over, here I am still helping people. Because <laughs> you know what? Everybody you. ain't the same. Everybody ain't the same. You know, just because one person does something wrong, let me the next person is. But are you more cautious? Um, yeah, I am more cautious. I will say that, um, like, for reviews now, I've got my own, my own site for that. If I do reviews, it will be on that site. <laughs> uh, I do have other people that write on there, too. And when they do reviews, I make sure their name is on there. So they will always get the credit for it, not me. You know, yeah, because they took, was a lesson learned. Well, well, they took the time to read the book. And exactly. Not only did exactly. she insult you when she did that, but she insulted the author of the book by putting up right. a... Not bogus review, but for the for the for the sake of this discussion, on her part, it was a bogus review because she right. didn't she took somebody else's work and and posted it as her own, which is mm-hmm. tells me a she has no character and b she doesn't know how to put pen to paper. Thank you. <laughs> now. Let me ask you this, since since we're talking about writing in books and, and that you have to write your feelings, and we, we touched on this a little bit before the show, there's also a um, a writing that you put up. Now, now, people, this is listed on her site under nonfiction writings, and you you wrote about a time in your life that was a very dark time in your life, mm-hmm. and it happened not once but twice, but a about three times, and and during this dark time, did you ever think that you would come out on the other side as a survivor as opposed to a victim? You know, I don't know. I don't know. That's really a hard question to answer. I am a survivor. I'm still going through stuff every day, but I'm surviving every day. My thing is, if you wake up the morning, next morning, you don't survive something. So <laughs> that is true. That is, but yeah. a, a lot of a lot of people that have been in domestic abuse relationships and have been victims continue to be victims long after they've gone through that that dark tunnel and come out on the other side. And what they don't realize is as long as they say, I'm a victim of domestic abuse, the the abuser still has control of their, their right. emotions control. and their feelings. Yeah. That's and right. You can let that happen. As a survivor, I refuse to allow anybody else to have control of my emotions or my feelings. Right. Right. Not happening. He had it for right. 18 years. He doesn't get it anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> They had their fun. It's over with. They can't have it no more. <laughs> That's right. Now, did let me ask you this, because this is an even harder question. Because I I struggled with it for years, and then it hit me one day that the only person I was continuing to hurt, and 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 again, it put me in that victimhood mentality. Is mm-hmm. I refused to forgive him. Right. And I, I burn up all of that energy and and 
and psychic ability, refusing to forgive him, and the only person I was continuing to hurt was me. Did you find yourself doing that as well? Well, right now, um, with my last ex, I'm kind of doing that still. I'm trying my best not to. You know, but it's kind of hard with my two-year-old. That's her father. Uh-huh. So, you know, and he's not in the picture at all. And he chooses not to be. So it's, I try my best to forgive him because he's, he's dumb, you know what, that's missing out. He's the one that's not seeing this beautiful child every day. And maybe I, I struggle, struggle every day trying to laugh all you see But at the end of the day, they worth it and them bozos ain't. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I catch myself getting mad at him over again, and you know, getting mad at my other ex, but I have to stop myself. You know, just like you said, anytime I get mad at them, they still got hold over me. I can't let that happen. Yeah, that's true. They still, because they, and they know how to push the buttons and they know how to maintain Dirty. control. That's right. And and so that leads me to my next question. Do you find yourself living behind a mask that, unless you put it to paper, nobody knows how you really feel? What? And again, well, you're only hurting yourself. Right. <laughs> See, ladies. <laughs> exactly. See, ladies and gentlemen, what you learn on this show. That's why we call it off the chain. Even the even the guests have no idea where the show's going to go because I don't even know. It, it we just go with the ebb and the flow of the conversation. Now that's the best part. We don't do a script. We real life for real. <laughs> exactly. It, let me tell you. Not like reality TV. <laughs> now, would you agree that when one makes one one makes we all make bad decisions. We're all human. I mean, it's just our nature to make those bad decisions. But then, when we find ourselves making that same decision over and over again, and keep on getting into the same situation over and over again, that's no longer a bad decision. That's a pattern. Yeah. It's like a yeah, bad habit. It's easy. It's easy to fall into it though. You know, because at is. first, it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it at first. And you keep telling yourself, oh, this time is different. He's not the same as the last one was. He's going to be different. I'm going to give him a chance. He's not saying the same things, but when you really sit down and look after the fact, it was the same thing, just said in different context. <laughs> yep. Same song, different <laughs> no. music. And and That's then it becomes right. a pattern, and and then it becomes mm-hmm. like a an addiction. You cannot break right. that addiction. Right. And and this is what people do, and it doesn't matter what it is. You keep making that same decision over and over and over again. It stopped being a bad decision and became a pattern, and then it becomes the definition of who you are. Right. See, ladies, right. you learn things, you learn things. Now, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back um, 
to talk with author T.A. Mormon because we've got so much more to talk about. But I do want to tell you two things before we go to break. One, there was a gentleman on my show that his name is Colin Martin, and he is with the Satanic Player Society. They have taken my short story, Blood Alley, and they're going to be doing that short story on their website. It's called uh, the Satanic Player Society, and they're going to be doing that, and I will let you all know when it gets done. Also, there's a new book. There's a book of mine that is going into audio, and I will let you all know what that one is very shortly. We will be right back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, the, the beautiful author, T.A. Mormon. Horses See Ghosts, a new poetry book by Gannat Wise. It's been called Poetry for the Rest of Us, Amazon. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinnwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. <laughs> A struggling city, its beloved baseball team, an antique camera, and photos from that camera that bear an image from the pit of hell, an entity only a select few can see. Journalism professor Buddy Cullen is determined to track this demon down. But who is the hunter and who is the prey? And who will be the next target of mankind's mortal foe? Mortal Foe, available at Amazon.com. Hi, this is Winona and Jade inviting you to join us and our wonderful guests on the And I Thought Women's Cave podcast on Blog Talk Radio to learn more about our books, the And I Thought series, and the Misfit Guides. They're available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. Or just to see what your ladies are up to, you can find all of that out on www.andwethought.com. Dot com. So peace and love from Winona and Jade and our books. <laughs> Girl, you know, you silly. silly. You silly. Remember Did you write that? That's funny. <laughs> Remember to visit us at andwethought.com. The year, 1888. The place, London's East End. Dead and mutilated bodies are popping up all over, from Stamford to Whitechapel. Jack the Ripper is leaving his mark, and the city's on edge. Yvonne Mason is back with a tale of murder and millinery. The Rhodes Hat Factory is booming while the body count rises. Why now? How are these hats connected? Has the Hatter gone mad? Mad Hatter, Yvonne Mason. Available now on Amazon.com. And we are back with Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, author T.A. Mormon. And that book, written 
by moi, the Mad Hatter, is going into audio production. And I waited around long enough because there was a certain voice I wanted for it, and I found it. He is a true Londoner, and he is absolutely amazing. His um, audition is over on the Reverb Nation site under Off the Chain with Yvonne Mason. Go over and listen to it. It will give you chills. But we are talking to author T.A. Mormon, who writes, my Lord, what this woman writes. She is absolutely (laughs) amazing. I have to go and find her books. I haven't even read her books, but... I am going to. Trust me, I am going to. You wrote Witches' Wars, Underlayers, Book One. Tell me about that book. That book, that's that's my baby. <laughs> that's my firstborn. It's um, Underlayers is a whole different realm. You know, you got vampires, demons, witches. <laughs> you got some everything. You was mermaids. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So it's, uh, what? It's based on sisters. How in the world um, did you come about it? I mean, just with everything you said, that's a lot of characters. It is. I'm not. <laughs> I don't plot. I just sit down and write whatever pops in my head, which is a lot. <laughs> How long did it take you to write this one? That one took me, you know, I did the first seven chapters while I was still working. So that took almost a year itself. But <laughs> but when I uh, lost my job and I got into, you know, the Camp Nano right now on November, uh-huh. yeah. that's when I finished the whole thing. I finished it all in. Ladies and gentlemen, and I hope I pronounced the main character's name right, listen to this. Taliana is fated to become the queen of all underlayers' witches. She thinks the worst part of her life is the fact that she's betrothed to a complete stranger while in love with someone else. You know, the typical um, forced marriages. She's in for a rude awakening when she discovers who and what she truly is. Taliana is about to learn the truth behind several lies because not only does her life depend on it, but so does the fate of the family she never even knew she had. But hey, life would probably just be boring if she didn't have to deal with elemental witches, vampires, demons, sorcerers, binding spells, lust, and betrayal, right? And there is a disclaimer that this book is intended for mature audience only as it includes both graphic violence and graphic sex. Okay, so tell me about this book. <laughs> well, you know, at first, she's in love with a werewolf, but when she finds out, he pretty much portrayed her more than anybody else to see everything that was going on before she did. Um, Tialana is a pyrokinetic witch, so she controls fire and everything, but she learns that she's not just that. Her father is a vampire. And she, not only that, she has a twin sister. <laughs> so it's it's a lot. It's um the family is pretty much dysfunctional <laughs> until it comes to you know meeting each other. But there is one member of the family in particular that is dysfunctional the most. They don't find that out until the evening. I won't give everything away. But <laughs> the one she's patrolled to, he ends up being something different too. 
So it's a lot of twists and turns in there. Um, I don't want to say too much because too much gives everything away. <laughs> okay. Then you put out uh, the succubus, yeah. the demon, and the witch. Yeah. Yes, that's um, Tiana's daughter. And the succubus, the demon, and the witch is the daughter. She's conceived during book one, during a scene where um, T-Line has a little bit of fun. (laughs) 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 So the child ends up being, uh, she's part succubus, she's part witch, she's part vampire, and she's also part rage demon and werewolf. She you know, just a, she, she's just a total mixed up mess. She is. She is, but she didn't even know it because they had her bond they had bound her powers. But when someone kidnaps her, they makes all those powers come online at once. So she's well, trying to that, a little bit out of it. <laughs> I bet that overwhelmed her. Uh yeah, yes, because she was also a virgin at the time. Well she wasn't a virgin oh, no more at that. <laughs> okay no, then, gotta throw that little tidbit in there. What about <laughs> now now ladies and gentlemen, I thought I was twisted. Y'all thought I was twisted. <laughs> I got nothing on this woman. Let me tell you what else she put out. Y'all thought I was I was nuts when I put out a Merry Scary Christmas with all the holiday anthology horror stories. Well, this woman puts out Santa's Curse, a holiday magic anthology, and the the byline is, "What if Santa was a vampire? Really? You're gonna give children nightmares." That'd be all right. Only bad ones get nightmares, not the good ones. <laughs> What in the world? <laughs> now I have to. I have to be immortal, Amy. Oh, that's true. But a vampire. I have to read this, ladies and gentlemen. Jacqueline, an enchantress with an overprotective streak, thinks it's up to her to protect her older sister, Jaden, an enchantress who is also a paranoid hypochondriac. Oh my word. So whenever a male comes along trying to use Jaden, Jackie gets rid of them in a non-conventional way. When the last person Jacqueline expects, a certain vampire she's had a not-so-little crush on, seems to be creeping around on her sister, she has no choice but to get rid of him, too, in front of witnesses, only to find out one second too late she had it all wrong. Victor, like many males, has issues expressing how he truly feels. When he finally decides it's time to stop running from fate and claim his mate, he goes to her sister for advice. But creeping in and out of Jaden's place like a thief in the night leads the very person he wants to win over to draw all the wrong conclusions, you think? Which leads him to trading in his pale good looks for a white beard and a red velvet suit. Oh, my Lord. Now that the town knows Jacqueline is the one behind all of the disappearances and thinks she's killed all of those that are missing, they're out for her blood. And the only one who can save her is, well, Santa. But will he be able to make it back to her before it's too late? Are you kidding me? This is hysterical. (laughs) I love writing that. (laughs) I bet you did. (laughs) so much fun. Oh, my word. 
<laughs> and her familiar is it Raven, by the way. <laughs> oh my word. that just abs I thought I was strange. Honey, you definitely <laughs> got me beat. A Santa a vampire. Mhm. <laughs> lady no, it y'all can't go. Yeah, I'm not telling y'all where to find these books yet because there's more to come. I'm, t- yeah that that was just that was just part of them. <laughs> then you've got um, hybrids. Now, what is hybrids? It's an underlying story. It's on the book comes between one and two, because actually book two wasn't even supposed to be an underlying book. <laughs> it's a short story. It took a mind of its own and became book two. So I had to go back, rewind, and get the missing parts in there. <laughs> and now, how is it focused on the twin sisters? <laughs> and and this one, ladies and gentlemen, Anya has never been one for the spotlight, but her family seems to be front and center and the talk of the town and the underlays. In the aftermath of her mother's death, the discovery said mother's deceit and Angus' half-sister getting ready to challenge her own father for the witch's throne, keeping a low profile may prove to be difficult. Add in the fact that she's pregnant by her male mate and it may turn out to be impossible. Kira has mm-hmm. never been mm-hmm. one for many words, so she, so if she were forced to explain how she impregnated Anya, it probably wouldn't be easy for her. Yeah, that would be kind of hard to explain. Especially since the truth would mean revealing her origins. She's not a vampire or even anything close to it. And living in a realm where her kind isn't allowed may cause a few ramifications. Plus, should the kid call her mom or dad? Jump right back into the world of the underlays where this magical family takes dysfunction to a brand new height. Honey, they're not dysfunctional. They're dysfunctional (laughs) on steroids. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my, I gotta read these. I, yeah, I gotta read these books. This is hysterical. <laughs> and then she writes this one. Now, when I read this one, mm-hmm. I, I had to go back and read it again. I I read the title and I'm seeing the cover, and then I went back and I read the synopsis. I'm going, what? It's called allergic reactions, ladies and gentlemen. After meeting her boyfriend's family and things go off without a hitch, Miranda decides it's the perfect time that he meets hers. She's excited to show off her perfect boyfriend to her adopted family. And what better time than when everyone will be together on Easter. But things start going downhill before they even walk through the door. Antonio has found his long-awaited mate, Miranda. Only problem, she's human, and he hasn't had the perfect time to tell her that he's actually a tiger shifter. When she takes him home to meet her family, he soon learns he isn't the only one who's been keeping secrets from her. The fact that her dad is allergic to cats certainly doesn't help Antonio keep his. Easter dinner may end up being a complete disaster if Miranda realized there's only one human at the table. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Child, where in the world do you get these? These are absolutely magnificent. <laughs> Thank you. 
and my then mind is a scary place. <laughs> do what? My mind is a scary place. It's got a lot of things in there. <laughs> oh no, it's it's worse than scary. It's a horror <laughs> show on steroids. I know, right? <laughs> now, how in the world? I want to know how how this one got in. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I just read y'all about witches, sorcerers, succubuses, shifters, and vampires, right? Now, I'm looking at this synopsis, and it's got a normal cover on it. And the title is, Wait, You Did What? And it's a normal book. Well, in the realm of normal people. Justine had the job of her dreams, the best parents in the world, and the brother she more than just tolerated. The one thing she gave up on was finding love. She didn't need to be happy, right? And helping her brother pull off his last-minute wedding, Justine may be in for a surprise of her own and find love had been right there in her face the entire time. Chase has been in love with Justine for as long as he can remember. What started off as a boyhood crush only grew as she blossomed into the woman she is today. The problem? She's his best friend's sister, and he knows that not something she'll be look, willing to look past. But with the right timing and more than a little luck, he might just get the girl of his dreams. Where did you get normalcy? That's a good question. <laughs> I started up doing anthology, and the thing was um, last minute wedding. At first, I was going to do a vampire story, but then it, it took a mind of its own and became something different. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. my first yeah. and only normal book so far. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> now, you also wrote a short story, and you call it an unfortunately true short story, book one. Yeah. It's called The Resignation Letter. Mm-hmm. And it goes the first in a serial series of nonfiction short stories of a life that has seen too much heartbreak. Loving someone isn't easy. Accepting the one you love may not love you back is even more difficult. Step into a world where more nightmares live than dreams. Sometimes real life has even more drama than the most popular of soap operas. I amen. Some of the stuff that I've done in my life, I can't make it up. Right. And I've been accused of that. For that short story, people think it's made up. It's the, uh, couldn't one person wouldn't put up with all that. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, people people just don't know what one will put up with in one's life. And, right. and that's sad because, and especially women of my age, we were taught in society that one just put up with crap. No, you don't right. put up with crap. You don't have to. Exactly. No one should. It, it, no one should. No. We are empowered women. We can be goth if we want to. That's we can right. wear combat. We we can wear combat boots. We have women in the military that wear them every day. That's right. That's so right. We don't have to put up with crap anymore. Now, yeah, on top of these beautiful books except the one about love that is forever. There's no happily ever after. You know that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, <That's great>. designed, <laughs> you designed you de- 
designed some of the most beautiful jewelry I've ever seen. Thank you. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, she does skulls and she does um, spiders. And where do you fit that into your insanely busy life? I mean, you've got five children from almost grown to toddlers. You write. I don't sleep do you much. Find? I understand that. <laughs> I surely do. Yeah, it's overrated. You know that, right? Yes, it is. You'll sleep <laughs> enough when we die. <laughs> it's, it's very, sleep is very overrated. So, did you start the jewelry after you started writing or while you were writing or before you published? Uh, that's something else I've always done, too. I took a jewelry class when I was in high school. Um, the high school I went to was, you had a curriculum, it's like you was going to college. And my curriculum was commercial arts. Mm. So, right, half my classes was handwriting, letterings, you know, jewelry, things like that, you know, figure drawing. So that's something I always did, too. Um, when I was in, I think, like, 11th grade, I had a piece in the museum. It's probably gone now, but <laughs> it was there. So, yeah, that's something that's I always did. Well, it's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And tell the people where they can order this absolutely magnificent jewelry. I'm on Etsy. I'm actually on Etsy and Rebels Market. It's Gothic Mom's Dark Charm. You know, I got and, and skulls incorporated in everything. <laughs> yes, she does. She has skulls. And y'all know I'm a skull person. So is a real good friend of mine. And so is my daughter. We love skulls. I have skulls all over mm-hmm. my house. People think they walk into a haunted house when they come to my house. But... <laughs> I'll be right at home. <laughs> yeah, yes, you would. And, and I also, I'm going to give a plug to a, a doll manufacturer in Boston, Massachusetts, and they it's they make demon babies. I don't know if you've seen their website or not, but the, I think the, I have. I think I have. Abs- well, I have seven of them. Okay. They're absolutely gorgeous. They are. And the latest they one are. I have is it, she's on a little white fur blanket and she's dressed all in white. She's she's a brand new baby and she's got little devils in her eyes. I mean, little red oh, devils for eyes. She's oh, a doll. She's got little black fingernails and toenails. Yep, her little fingernails and toenails are plainly black, but she's dressed all in white, and she's got little fangs coming out of her mouth. Why? That's so cute. She is adorable. You have to go on that site because you would have, and they're not that expensive. You And they only make limited amounts. They only make like one of a kind. So when it's gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And the right. Christmas stuff will be coming out pretty the Halloween Christmas stuff will be coming out pretty soon. But when I see one that really grabs me, I have to buy it. Right. And, and I, I have one. On oh, I can't think of the name of it. Because they do the too. They used to take, what they used to was get the old black dolls, and they would make mm. them out. They had a mommy Ooh. one. They had a zombie one. They had so many different ones. They were so cute. I cannot think of the name of it to save my life. <laughs> See, I could go broke buying, buying demon babies, so I have to limit them. They are, they're, they are, they're precious, and they each have their own personality. 
they do. That's the thing right there. They're different. They're not the same thing. You ain't going to find them on the shelf while I'm here towards the world. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and fact, I have one that's dressed like a leprechaun, even with her little pot of gold. She is the inspiration oh, wow. for the yeah. She's the inspiration for the trilogy that I'm writing that takes place in Scotland and Ireland in 1888, and it has witches and shifters and and vampires and all kinds of crazy people in it. Cool. But she's a yeah, she's a model. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. And you gotta write. You gotta write some more books. I mean, you have got these people hanging out there. I don't know what's I'm gonna happen. I'm working on one right now. When's it gonna be out? I got one going. I'm. I wanted it to be done this month and start editing next month, but looks like it'll it'll be out either August or October, somewhere between there. It's gonna be out this year. It's called. It's so wicked. It's my first young adult novel. It's going. It's, it's an underlaid novel, but it's young adult so. so it doesn't have the graphic violence. Right you you toned it down. I toned it. I toned the sex down. I'm trying to tone the violence down, but I'm having a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, kids kids play violent video games. I'm sure the violence ain't gonna they bother sure them. They sure do. They should be fired with the brains popping out. They'll be okay. Yeah, so so if if you're writing okay. a little violent thing, they just go, oh yeah, okay, fine. They're they're sort of numb to it. Well, that's good. I and no sex though, no sex. Thing. Just let just it's, let it's, your characters have fun because let them be true to themselves, or oh, else yeah. you're not going to be able to finish this book because you know they're going to be pissed oh, off yeah. at you. <laughs> I know, right? And they'll haunt me and haunt me and haunt me and haunt me. Uh-huh. So, you think you're not sleeping now? Tone down the violence and see what happens, girlfriend. They're going to be I in know. your dreams. You're not going to believe this, but our hour is almost up. Oh, wow. I told it you. It sure is, isn't it? You did. Yeah. I oh, told wow. you it was going to happen. And we didn't even get through half the stuff. Now, you already told me you would come back, so I'm going to put you in for next year. I'm going to put you in for the first of next year, and I'll send you some dates because by then you'll have a whole bunch of new stuff going on. I sure will. I promise. Well, do me a favor. Tell everybody where they can can find you now because I know they're all biting at the bit to go to your site and your page and all this good stuff. So tell folks where they can find you. I'm a little bit everywhere. <laughs> you can find me on Amazon, uh, author T.A. Mormon. Um, I'm on Goodreads, same name, T.A. Mormon. I'm on Facebook. Uh, my page is facebook.com slash Mormon T.A. Uh, Underlays has its own page. That's um, facebook.com slash dysfunctional magic. <laughs> you can find me on Etsy, Gothic Moms, Dark Charm. I'm a little bit everywhere, so it won't be hard to find and, me. <laughs> and her her website, ladies and gentlemen, is not T. A. Mormon. It's Gothic Moms. Mm-hmm. So Gothicmoms.blogspot.com. Yeah. So so look and and you'll find everything there. Her books, her jewelry, mm-hmm. her writings, her life. I mean, it's it's amazing. Now. Don't hang up when the show goes dark because I've got some things to tell you, but I do want to thank you so, so much for spending an hour with me. It was an absolute blast. I had fun. I don't know about you. I had fun, too. Thanks for having me. 
You are quite welcome. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you all know that there are several things I say at the end of every show because I, I, I live by or I try to live by them. I'll put it that way. I live by them to the best of my – yes, sometimes I follow my face, but then I get up, dust myself off, and, and, and move on forward. And one of those things is people will forget your name. They will forget what you look like. They'll forget what you're wearing, but they will never, ever, ever forget how you've made them feel. And in this day and age of upheaval and division and unadulterated hate and dissension and non-acceptance and intolerance and, and all the other rhetoric that gets thrown out there, you have no idea the journey that someone else is taking. Think of your own journey and where you are in life. So when, you, when you're out and about and someone is less than kind, find something nice to say about them, whether it's their smile, what they're wearing, their eyes, their hair, something. And you're going to see them change in an instant. Because when one smiles at someone and it says a kind word, it, it's reciprocated because they can't help but just but reciprocate it. They can't help it. They may look at you grumpily and say, oh, thanks, but inside, trust me, they're smiling. You've made a difference in their lives. Now, if you want to achieve greatness, ladies and gentlemen, whether it's to be the local garbage collector, which is a, a very wonderful job to have because without them we would have problems, to a rocket scientist, an astronaut, a president, I don't care, don't go out and ask permission because nobody's going to give it to you. Because people want you to stay in the rabbit hole with them. You go out and you achieve your greatness. And when you look at yourself in the mirror every morning, don't just feel special, be special. And the reason I say that is because feelings are just fleeting. They come and they go. But when you understand that you are indeed special, there is only one of you, you are unique, and that you're here for a purpose, then you go into the world with attitude. And when you go in the world with that attitude, Others pick up on it. They treat you special. So just remember that. And you, in turn, treat them special. So just remember that as you go about in your daily lives, ladies and gentlemen, that we're all here for a purpose. And when one thread of that that fabric of life is, is ripped out, we'll never get that back. And we're never able to replace of that person. So no matter where you are in life and no matter what's going on in your life, understand two things. One, if you have the ability to change it, change it. And if you are thinking of of taking your life, give it 24 hours because tomorrow is always a brighter day. So with that, I want to say we will be here again tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time on Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, author T.A. Mormon, who did not bite her fingernails to the quick. She did survive not being boiled in oil tonight, and she is going to come back, and I thank her for that. And we will see all of you all again tomorrow night at 8 o'clock here on Off the Chain with me, your host, Yvonne Mason. And with that, we wish you all well. Love yourselves. Love each other. And we say good night until tomorrow night. Okay, we are now off the air, but everything we say is going to show up in the archive part of the show, sort of like the outtakes in the movies. But what I wanted to tell you is is when we get off of here, the show's going to archive. 
when it archives, mm-hmm. I'm going to post the link on my page, and I'm going to tag you in it. And, and one of my gifts to you is you take that link and you share it with everybody. Put it on your social media. Put it on your website. Oh, I sure will. Well, tomorrow it gets better. Tomorrow I'm going to put it up on all the podcasts that I mentioned, and I will tag you in those links as well. So you're going to be heard oh, all over the world. You are quite welcome. You. You're going to be heard. You're going to be heard in places you never even heard of, even as far away as South Africa, um, Iran, Iraq, Japan, Israel, Jordan, um, Germany, France, Ireland, Scotland, England, Wales, New Zealand, just to name a few. Oh wow! Thank you so much. I appreciate you, this. You are and quite welcome. My, it, see, and it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I ain't put my hair out either. <laughs> <laughs> there was no reason. We just had a nice conversation. Talked about yes, a lot. We did. We and did. and next time nice. we'll talk we about even more. Right. So I will I will send you some dates and get you set up for next year. And I want you to go and enjoy the rest of your evening. And thank you so so much for taking an hour out of your You're life. And until then, I will. All right. You have a good night. Off. You too, honey. And we'll talk later. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>